Kevin, uh, we've never really talked about this, but are you familiar with the concept of twin films? Twin films? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's like um, I uh, had to I, I, I kind of fell down this rabbit hole this morning before we started recording. But uh, uh, for people who don't know, twin films are uh, films with the same or similar plots produced and released in uh, at the same time by two different film studios. Right, right. Um, so this happens from time to time. Uh, movies like Dante's Inferno and Volcano came oh, out around the same time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, that one. Dante's well, Peak. Just, I fucked it one. up immediately. No, 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 but it's a good one, and I, I gotta respect it. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a good and 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 Volcano came out. Yeah, with that one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, let's see, Olympus has fallen and White House down, both in 2013. Oh, right. uh, so they're both like White House attacked by terrorist movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Bug's Life and Ants came out around right. the same time. So uh, all of these different uh, types of movies that uh that hit mm-hmm. uh with the same subject material um or the same same general subject i don't know what i'm trying to say i'm uh, <laughs> trying to recoup <laughs> i got frazzled pretty quick yeah doing great. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> um but i was just thinking about this uh because of our, our main topic today and mm-hmm. I, I came across a movie that like uh, could be considered a twin film, but I didn't see it on any with, of our with or, this one? Uh, on any of the lists. Yeah. Okay, that's it's, it. Intrigues me because yeah, you got like a Deep Impact, Armageddon. It's another right, right. another one from this era even. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I couldn't think of one that's kind of like Independence Day. What do you got? Well, <laughs> similar to Independence Day, a movie from 1996 uh, about an alien invasion. Uh huh. This time, directed by Tim Burton. I watched Mars Attacks, oh. Stephen. <laughs> Right on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot yeah. that was the same year. That's crazy. It was. Yeah. This wow. one is produced by Warner Brothers and uh, uh, Independence Day by uh, 20th Century Fox. Right. So uh, Mars Attacks. Have you seen this movie? Not in You've a long it, right? time, but I definitely watched it when it came out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I same. I haven't seen it in decades. I rewatched it this morning. Oh man. And uh, yeah, it's wild. It really is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mars Attacks is like a strange property. Um, at the beginning of the movie, it says based on Mars Attacks from the Topps, uh, like trading card company or whatever. Oh, interesting. It's just like a series of trading cards where huh. Martians uh, shoot humans with laser guns and turn them into skeletons and whatnot. So they made a movie about it. Tim Burton directed it, and it's one no of the the few movies that he's directed that doesn't have those washed out like blues and grays to it. Mm. I don't remember seeing his wife in the movie at all. <laughs> um, maybe they weren't together at that time, but uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah, it was, it was fun. It's a, a very like bizarre and like zany movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very, That's very silly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jack Nicholson is in it twice. He plays the president Uh-oh. of the United States and also some guy who works in Vegas. That's trying to get a hotel up and running. Hmm. And uh, he's got like a prosthetic nose and whatnot. Plays like a, uh, I don't know, like a, a almost like a shyster type character. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, it was fun. There's a ton of uh, people in there that you would recognize. Uh, Jack Black is in the movie, oh, but crazy. he was. I almost didn't recognize him when I first saw him because uh-huh. uh, he looks so different. He doesn't have shaggy hair or anything. He's got like a buzz cut. And he, he looks very like, oh, yeah, uh, he's not skinny, but like he he looks uh, more built a little bit. Swole. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So what yeah. Did I say? one could say. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just like overall fun. Uh, the Martians come down. 
the humans try to uh, welcome them, and then the Martians are like, no way, fuck that, and they just start like killing people, <laughs> and it happens a few times. I remember that movie coming out. I don't remember ever really loving it. It, it does seem to have like a really big uh, cult following that uh, I just wasn't ever a part of. I haven't seen it in years. I've been curious, and you and I are not huge Tim Burton fans. We've talked about that, getting burned out on that look, but if it looks different than his other stuff... That's kind of intriguing, but uh, I remember mm-hmm. it having like so many people in it, and I remember the uh, the Martians are f- they're kind of funny. I like the look of them. Uh, they're kind of mm-hmm. like zany and crazy and stuff. But um, almost in my head, looking back on it, they're they they're almost like equivalent to like minions, where like I don't, they <laughs> yeah. just like walk around like making like like noises. Yeah, yeah. It just makes me think of that. Say like it's just like a comedy I don't get. Maybe, but yeah, I'd be I'd be really curious to try it again. It's been a long time. It feels like a 1950s sci-fi movie, mm, right. like one of those like old serials, but done in modern modern for the time uh, methods or whatever. Yeah, that's intriguing as a concept. So yeah, so I I really enjoyed it. I, right on, I had a man. blast watching it. Uh, it's not high art by any means, but it's Mars Attacks. It's not trying to be, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It knows what it is. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. intriguing. Uh, where'd you find it? Was it streaming somewhere? I, I bought the movie a long time ago, so oh, I found okay, it right on, on. Uh, through my my iTunes. But uh, I'm sure it's streaming out there somewhere. I would uh, maybe on uh, on Max. Who knows? We're just gonna Who say knows? yeah, it's on there. Uh, yeah. People can go find it wherever they want. But uh, yeah, rad man. Uh, I would love to check it out again sometime. But I'm glad that you did. I do love those those movies that those twin movies that come out together. It's such mm-hmm. a weird concept of why that happens. And genuinely, most of them are made like completely independent of each other. Like they just happen to go into production at the same time. But like what, what is it mm-hmm. about the uh, the zeitgeist? What it is? Was it about like society that like we need an alien invasion movie right now? We need two of them. And like, why are we thinking mm-hmm. asteroids are going to come destroy the Earth? We need two of these. Right. Like, yeah. That was a, a theme going through the, you know, Hollywood, but the, as a representative of the world and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's like I wonder why those happen sometimes. It's kind of kind of crazy. I was reading about it, and it seems like maybe the script is floating around Hollywood, and uh, they kind of shop the the idea around to different movie studios, and then one picks up the actual film that's being shopped, and then mm. the other studio right. that was previously shopped for it that maybe lost the bid on it is like, well, we can still do an Alien movie. <laughs> we can still that do sounds pretty show. great. We just don't want to spend mm-hmm. that money, but we can do our yeah. own thing. And that's the other thing about Mars Attacks is like the CGI doesn't look good, yeah. but that's eh, it's part of the charm of it i think right on, uh, like if it looked too good i don't think it would work as well you know yeah it's kind of like uh i don't know barbed and star or mm-hmm. uh, like we had talked about two weeks ago now and right. uh mm-hmm. yeah it's uh one of those wild things <laughs> it makes my heart sing yes absolutely <laughs> it means everything groovy <laughs> groovy well with that we're doing it i'm steven <laughs> i'm brent welcome to let's talk about stuff uh as steven mentioned earlier we are talking about independence day from 1996 and uh yeah we're gonna have a good time so looking forward uh, to it this this episode is releasing on july 4th independence day here in the united states of america only so, place that matters the only place that matters, but if you're listening internationally, <laughs> listeners, celebrate your freedom with us. You know, pour yourself a nice, frothy glass of bullets, get deep into medical debt, and enjoy Independence Day. That's what the president should have said in this movie. You yeah, know? that's it, it rivals his speech for sure. Um, I just want to say, too, for all of our listeners, yes, in North Korea, 
um, mm-hmm. definitely just cheer to us on our Independence Day and, and celebrate your freedoms as well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your fake storefronts, you know. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to it today, man. And uh, yeah, this this movie has been a favorite of mine for a long time. Uh, grew up with it and everything. So that'd be a blast. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you suggested it. And and it's just perfect summer movie for for doing the for the fourth. And uh, mm-hmm. as we know, Americans are the best and they save the world all the time. So all the time. This movie celebrates that in- fact. In every movie, yeah, it happens. We are there. We fixed <laughs> basically everything. Yeah, we won World War II. I'm not even sure the Russians were there, mm-hmm. uh, so don't worry about it. But we definitely did it all. And uh, right. British, I'm not even sure they were on an island. So mm-hmm. you know, who knows if they can get out? But us, we definitely did all of the heavy lifting of all of, the, course. of all the of good course. things in the world. Yeah. None of the bad mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to discussing this with you today. But uh, I also wanted to talk about a few mini topics, if that's cool with you, sir. Hells yeah. Uh, you mind if I start us off today? Please. Do something fun. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to mention two horror movies in a row. Uh, a quick okay. one and then a, a rewatch and then a new, a new one. So uh, I, Amanda and I wanted to rewatch Halloween Kills the other day specifically. And I convinced mm-hmm. her to uh, go ahead and just start at Halloween, the original from 1978 and then do Halloween 2018 and then Halloween kills so that I could make my way to rewatching ends for another time. So I just wanted to mention my rewatch of Halloween ends. Okay. Not my favorite. Uh, (laughs) I was one of the, uh, I was one of the people that liked it at least Mm -hmm. enough and, uh, and was like, it's not so bad and whatever. It's just not Halloween. That's, that's my main point. I asked Amanda if she wanted to watch it with me, uh, much like Barb and star, uh, when I asked her if she really wanted, if she wanted to watch it a second time, she said, no, it's not, it's not for me. So, uh, mm-hmm. she just knows that Halloween ends is not for her and that's fine. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to mention it again that for, for me this time I was like, oh yeah, it really is. I was, I was trying to stretch it to make it work and it really is not my favorite. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I can agree with you guys now, Brent. I look, I, I do. I'm sure I will eventually go back and rewatch that movie at some point because I, I love the first, uh, Halloween movie. Uh, you know, Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoy Halloween Kills. I fucking love. Oh, so good. And I know if I get that far into it, I'm like, oh my God, I complete this set. Right. You know, it's that collector <laughs> mentality. I got to finish it until they like remake that movie. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sure I'll get to it at some point. You know, and that's OK if you want to or not. But um, I, I still looked at it as a, a fan editor in my mind of how I could make really what it should have been is uh, just a trilogy, completing a new sequel trilogy of the original Halloween. I, that's why I rewatched uh, the original 78 one. I wanted to watch that and then think about how uh, Halloween, how, how the second one could be called Halloween Kills and a third one could be called Halloween Ends. And that would have been it. And no <laughs> Corey at all. And uh, I'm like, man, that would be a cool trilogy if that's if that's in there somehow. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, with uh, I, I like that new guy, uh, which I know is controversial, but I just don't need him for a Halloween movie. It would have been a, a cool other movie, you know, so uh, that's, you don't that's kind need, of what I came around with. Yeah, you don't need <clears throat> Halloween, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that rolls yeah. out the tongue. too. We're all I thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, my nose is bleeding now, but that's fine. <laughs> Just brain fluid. Don't even worry about it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but my real one I wanted to talk about today was a, a movie new to me that I watched, which is called Hell House, Hell House LLC. And uh, okay. I heard about this. Uh, I mean, it had been around. I, I'd known about it. It's like a sort of like a found footage thing. It's it's basically uh, some people are making a a haunted house 
and it's like in an old abandoned hotel and it might be a haunted hotel and as they are gearing up to make their haunted house like uh someone is filming them like you know as 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 they're working on it basically is like a behind the scenes thing for them and they start seeing people in the background uh of the shots like move around and there's like a bunch of creepy stuff like their their animatronics or their their like masks and stuff are like moving around when they shouldn't be and uh have you seen this movie do you remember this yeah, I looked it up as you were talking, and I've seen this movie, and I've talked about it on the podcast. I think it was like a couple of years back. Okay. Um, there, there's a sequel to it. Right. Uh, maybe there's two a of couple, them. but yeah. uh, I've I've only seen this first one. Okay. I thought it was, I thought it was all right for what it was. Right. I I I went into it with really low expectations when I first heard about mm-hmm. it. It was um, it, or I, I looked at it, you know, online. Like I was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not super into found footage stuff. I'm not super not mm-hmm. into it, but. Uh, I don't gravitate towards it, and sometimes they can just be cheesy or whatever. But um, so I went into it with low expectations. I, I'm, I'm sure I heard about it from a few places, including you, from a few years ago. But uh, one of our our buddies on uh, on the terror table, I think, had mentioned it recently, and, and it just got me like thinking about it. So I uh, went to watch that, and uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I thought it had some good jump scares, and for the most part, I was into how the found footage worked with it, mm-hmm. and. Um, and they had some like interesting twists and stuff. It wasn't acted like terribly well, but uh, it wasn't distracting to me. And uh, mm. for the most part, it had some like cool, creepy thrills and stuff. So um, I heard the sequels are not good, so I'm not planning on seeing them. But uh, mm. I kind of like that first one, so I dug it. I think I when I watched it, it was on Amazon Prime, but it seems to be jumping around. It's on a bunch of different streaming services all the time, so you can kind of mm. find it wherever. But that's uh, Hell House LL. Why can't I say this? Hell House LLC. It's like my brain. Yeah. Had the LLC already going, and I was like, uh-huh. "Hell LLC, hell, hell house LLC." <laughs> Maybe anyway. that's what they should have called it, you know? Maybe for the marketing purposes yeah. uh, of the poster, at the very exactly. least. Exactly. You, you've got the two L's in hell. You can use LLC. That's right. right? Um, I do love the idea of like calling a place essentially Hell House oh, Limited yeah. Liability Company. <laughs> like, uh, okay. I guess corporation is that C, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, I don't uh, know. Uh, it was all right. Yeah, right on. Uh, mm-hmm. I was intrigued by it. Uh, the lore for that first movie seemed kind of cool, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so you can go find Hell House. I do find like uh, mm-hmm. Hell L Hell LC. Can you do the LLC? But like, just make Hell Hell LC. Could that be a film for us? Uh, if it stars LL Cool J as well. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine we could get him into that? Hell Hell Seal J. We have like four puns going at one time. Yeah. It just makes it completely unrecognizable. <laughs> None of it works. <laughs> Backfires so hard. It already has, but I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah, we've got like way too many fonts on that movie poster. It's like, oh, what? You guys incorporated wingdings into it, huh? Wingdings, right, sure. And two styles of papyrus. How'd you even get the second <laughs> yeah. style? Bold and italicized, sir. <laughs> Your Honor. Go before Amazing. congressional committee. Um, I, I've got one uh, one thing I want to uh, mention, which is the movie uh, from 2023, Air. You heard oh, about yeah, this? Yeah, the new one, the Nike story or whatever, or Nike and like Jordan story. Yeah, yeah. I'm so fascinated by these movies where it's just like the history of a product. Like right. Apple released the uh, the Tetris movie somewhat recently. Uh-huh. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm things. like, oh, that sounds interesting. But also like, it's it's a video game. Right. Like it's a product. Like you made a movie about a product. And you watched a movie about shoes. 
I watched a movie about shoes. Yeah. So I'm, I, I am kind of like somewhat fascinated right. by like, are you going to make this interesting? You know, there's that um, hot Cheetos she, one that just came out. S- Steven, if you think I'm not half an hour <laughs> up in that bitch, <laughs> you're out of your you fucking go. mind. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the air movie based mm-hmm. on air Jordans. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just that it's directed by Ben Affleck. I liked, uh, the movie Argo when I watched yeah, it. For sure. Uh, I don't know if I've, has he directed much beyond that or is it just these two movies? Oh no. He did like, um, oh, fuck the nun movie, uh, the town where they're like the nuns that rob. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and then he did gone baby gone before that. I think that was his first one, uh, which is also a really good movie. It's like really dark and, and, uh, like a mystery and stuff. Wait. So, but he was in gone baby. But he directed a movie called Gone Baby Gone. Yeah, is that what it's called? Gone Baby? Gone Girl. He's in Gone Girl, oh, and okay. he directed Gone Baby Gone. Yeah, so he's he's gone, oh, okay. basically. Okay. He's gone somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like he goes somewhere. Okay. He goes somewhere. <laughs> he goes um, to Dunkin' Donuts and get some coffee. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen those commercials. Yeah. Oh, I gotta make a Dunkin' run. <laughs> Gonna fuel up for... Getting up inside uh, J-Lo. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man, I love Jell-O. <laughs> just scr- having him scream lemon lime <laughs> anyway it's so stupid oh boy uh so uh yeah anyways i'm watching this movie and it, it tells a story about nike uh which at that time was primarily a uh shoe company known for their running shoes uh they're trying to uh, make some uh, leeway into the basketball shoe arena, mm. which was primarily dominated by Adidas. You know, I've, I've recently oh, gotten yeah. into into basketball, so like going through and watching all this stuff that I'm sure millions, if not billions, of people already know this right. history. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is brand new information to me. It's like, oh no, this has been around for several decades, dumbass. Oh, but um, it, it's just funny to see how the, the the pieces fall into place and whatnot um, to get their new shoe up and running. They have to find a star to mm-hmm. go along with that shoe to really like advertise that product for them. Initially, they wanted to have uh, like a set budget to cover like three or four different athletes, up and coming athletes. But then uh, Matt Damon's character in the movie uh, decides, you know what, uh, this Michael Jordan guy, I, I see something in him. Mm-hmm. Let's just take that full budget and just focus it all on him. And do that investment that way. Gotcha. And uh, so that's kind of the the story about how they get Michael Jordan, um, who's uh, played by some actor. You don't really like see their face in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay, that's but, interesting. Know, it's just like, oh, okay, that's that's a choice, I guess. You know, you mm-hmm. did hire an actor. He's got a, a couple lines of dialogue in it, but uh, whatever the case. Uh, Viola Davis plays his mother is the important right. thing, and uh, I, I love her to death. So. She's like the man. Is she his manager, or is she just kind of watching out for her son? Uh, kind of both. Yeah. Kind of both. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, she's like technically the like manager. The, yeah, real title or whatever. But like at this point in his <laughs> career, it seems like that's. Uh, yeah. She was filling that role, if anything. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. I, I didn't love it, mm-hmm. but it was uh, fairly entertaining for a movie about shoes. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. Missed opportunity for that smell of vision. I can't wait for that to come uh, out. Oh my God. You know? Yeah. The, you yeah. get that, that sweaty smell from the shoes but also that new shoe smell you know if you have oh, that come yeah. through i think that would have mm-hmm. really like enhanced the experience for you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like yeah. unless your uh whatever device you have in your home is miscalibrated and you're like oh it smells like rotten spam 
It That's stinks. a good smell, man. Well, you don't you don't have a good uh, smell indicator anyway, right? No, Is that still still the case with you? You got yeah. it back for like a few days post post hitting your head, but then COVID knocked it back out, right? That's that's the timeline. Wow, what a <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so smell vision wouldn't help you out so much, but uh, no, uh, no, I hear you about these movies. I I was in uh, I was curious about that one. Like that story or that you know the air jordans are so like you know everybody knows about them it's such a big product or whatever but i had heard like all these movies are coming out and it's it's just basically like consumerism the movie which is kind of weird but then i heard like the tetris movie is like really good it plays like a political thriller Mm because it was like an international story of intrigue and stuff and uh i'm like yeah that's that they do seem intriguing enough that the trailer for the hot cheetos movie looks really fun and like a a really fun biopic in, in some way and uh, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about them. I haven't really gone out to watch any of them yet, but they, they didn't strike me as anything bad until someone was like, yeah, it's just basically like, you know, you're just going to get more of these. If we keep like, you know, going to the theaters or watching them online. We're like, we're going to get the history of Oreos as a movie. And like, it's just like mm-hmm. getting like the fucking emoji movie at some point. You're <laughs> yeah. just like, I don't need all this, you know? Yeah. Oh my god, I do kind of want to see that Oreo movie though. I mean, pretty to cool, see, right? To, to see Oreos. them like the new kid on the block trying to take down the the giant known as Hydrox, you know? Mm. Can you imagine? That actually I, sounds I like can. a pretty good. Yeah, you're like, yes, yeah. I am. I'm imagining it right now. It sounds great. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Patrick Stewart uh, oh. in a different role from the Emoji movie, but he's in the the Oreo movie. He's uh, the the head of the Oreo uh, the new local oreo business oh uh-huh he's trying to take down sir ian mckellen's hydrox company oh my you know? gosh can you imagine them together it'd be beautiful mm-hmm. best friends torn apart enemies again in film wow that's right mm-hmm. yeah wow and that's how they get their powers this is a, a secret x-men origin film kind of yeah wow oreo x-men crossover we're gonna start mm-hmm. getting snacks not not just toy movies and, and cartoons or whatever comic movies we're gonna get like uh snack crossovers Wow. Transformers Mountain Dew <laughs> crossover movie. Damn. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, man, I can't Crazy. wait to see G.I. Joe uh, X <laughs> Pop-Tarts, the movie, you know? That'd be good. Oh, man. Uh, well, yeah, I'm I'm curious about that. Uh, I, would, mm. I would probably check it out. I do like Ben Affleck's movies, and, and I like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon together. I like them, like, watching mm. them as, since they're friends and stuff, and I like their acting. So I'd be into that, but I just haven't haven't gone out to watch it i got a few other things mm-hmm. on the list first so it is weird because it's very low stakes you know like mm. we we know how the situation played out it's kind of like that trailer for oppenheimer the uh mm-hmm. the uh new christopher nolan movie right have you seen the trailer for it yeah mm-hmm. like doesn't do anything for you no <laughs> <laughs> will the world end and i know i'm like I know it doesn't because I'm yeah. existing to watch that trailer. You know, I'm just like, no. Nope, I did hear really that was a real thing that they they made those bombs and they weren't sure that it wouldn't just ignite the all of the air on the earth at once and just blow everybody up. And I'm like, that's well, a pretty intriguing concept. But yeah, it didn't happen. So I feel like the documentary about that yeah. would be way <laughs> we'll more be interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. I got to say, I go back and forth on Christopher Nolan movies. Some of them are, are fantastic, but uh, mm-hmm. lately they just haven't like drawn me in as much. Uh, mm-hmm. Even like Tenet, I don't. You didn't like Tenet that much, right? No, it. not really. Yeah, it was like okay to me. I tried to watch it again, and I was like, it's just like long, whatever. Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. I, I felt from the trailers like it looks cool. 
I just haven't really felt a big draw to go see it. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be amazing in theaters. They filmed it like with IMAX cameras again. It should be like pretty great. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't go to the theaters that often. And I'm not sure that that's going to bring me out to do it. So. <laughs> this is uh, his first movie with Universal, from what I understand. Mm. He left uh, Warner Brothers after uh, Tenet. Interesting. Uh, yeah. There's there's some uh, weird shit with it being released, I guess, during the pandemic and, yeah. and whatnot. So he's like, nope. I'm fucking off. Yeah, eat that's it, interesting. Eat one entire shit. I'm going to Universal. Whoa. They make motion pictures. <laughs> so I'm sure Vin Diesel's going to show up. He's going to voice the, the the fucking the bomb uh, cloud. Yeah. Oh yeah, the 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 mushroom cloud. Yeah, I am mushroom cloud. Yeah, bring me you a corona. You guys want to do shrooms? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be yeah, that could really add to the movie, I think. You still wouldn't be mm-hmm. able to understand him because the sound mix is going to be terrible, but... Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, did you have any other mini topics? you want to get to the main topic at hand? Oh, no, I'm good if you are. Ooh, let's do it. All right, so we are talking about Independence Day, 1996, film that uh, was released when I was 11 years old, hit at the right time for me, for sure. Uh, you're just a little bit older than me, and I still think that was in a good age range for you. But uh, yeah, I wanted to do a, a non-spoiler talk about this for uh, at first, but then uh, definitely get into a lot of spoiler territory. So did you want me to uh, go ahead and start us off with the cast list and stuff? Is that cool with you, sir? Yeah, go for it. All right. So this movie was written by Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich, directed by Roland Emmerich. Uh, as far as I know, they are a like a writing partnership. They, uh, they've done a bunch of stuff together, and uh, this one I think is just one of the best Roland Emmerich has a, a hit or miss kind of filmography with me um what do you think about him do you like a lot of his stuff it's it's a lot of like this a lot of sci-fi a lot of big budget kind of things uh I don't know exactly what all he's done well, I can run through a few you you'll definitely know uh, okay the first one I like is before this uh 1994 movie called Stargate which is a, a cool oh. James Spader Kurt Russell um like really cool interesting sci-fi like egypt movie um mm-hmm. then he did independence day and then two years later he did godzilla 1998 so number one wow <laughs> this... <laughs> is okay. that a good wow bad wow uh low i bow remember wow. S- i i hello <laughs> bow wow yeah yeah I was driving a truck in uh, tokyo um i i think i saw stargate back in the day on like vhs or whatever Mm. Did not hold my interest. Couldn't really tell you much right. or anything about you it. You should revisit it. Uh, it's cool, yeah. Is it really? It's, yeah, it's uh, awesome. I remember going to see Godzilla opening weekend. This is the Matthew Broderick one, right? Right. Okay. I went with my friend Adam to see that opening weekend. Uh, and I remember the marketing. They wouldn't show you all of God- Godzilla. Yeah. You would just see it's like foot or whatever. And then I saw it. Uh, what Godzilla looked like from a toy ad in a um, like a Kmart catalog or something Hell like yeah. that. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's certainly different than what I thought. And I went to go see it, and look, I enjoyed the movie for what it was because, like, it was essentially a dinosaur. Right. And you know me. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all I really need. <laughs> that works for you. I, I've seen it in subsequent years, and I was like, oh, yeah, this movie sucks. I, I, I wasn't into it. I'd be curious for a revisit. I remember kind of liking it, but knowing it was terrible, and I haven't really revisited it since. Mm-hmm. But uh, it has a special place in my heart just for the era that it came out and uh, like the soundtrack and shit. Like it just yeah. really fit that that whole era, right? Like there's just something mm-hmm. about it. So uh, that one uh, Green Day song has 
I can't remember which song it is, but it says featuring Godzilla. Oh, <laughs> like it's Godzilla's uh, roars and shit. In it. It's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they don't do that very often. So, yeah. No. Uh, then he did The Patriot, which is a Mel Gibson, like American movie, American Revolution movie. Uh, I did oh. that one. Uh, the Day After Tomorrow. That's one of my also favorite uh, like disaster movies. Um, mm-hmm. where like the cold takes over everybody uh but then that's when it drops off so he did like all those in a row which were pretty great but then he did 10,000 bc uh 2012 um white house down uh which i think you oh. kind of mentioned earlier right yeah, yeah, one yeah. wild <laughs> um and then he did uh some other stuff he did independence day resurgence which i'm a fan of but it's pretty terrible and then uh moonfall which uh you had mentioned one time as a, a stunt watch for this maybe and i was like oh i watched it through fast forwarding it basically like mm-hmm. it's really really bad to me but it was i needed to know what happened in it so yeah that's pretty crazy too when i was watching independence day for this discussion i was like oh maybe i should watch moonfall after this but i went mars attacks right. instead better uh, option i think and i was like oh boy i i am still wildly curious because they they yeah. covered it on um how did this get made oh, okay right and on. it sounds fucking insane but <laughs> i don't know i i, I am somewhat intrigued by it this guy has had like a lot of movies that i recognize the titles of mm -hmm. but also i don't know that most if any of them Mm. were like well reviewed yeah he's kind of like maybe a couple but like he's kind of like michael bay like big bombastic stuff but they're not well reviewed but audiences flock to them kind of thing um Mm -hmm. but yeah he's he said like hit or miss with me but for the most part i like i like a lot of his 90s stuff and then uh, I, I'm still a kind of a fan of Resurgence for Independence Day, too. But, um, yeah, he uh, so I'll, I'll get to some of the cast list, too. But he's definitely an interesting director. So uh, for cast list, we have Will Smith, Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum, Mary McDonald, Judd Hirsch, Margaret Collin, Randy Quaid, Vivica A. Fox, Robert Loggia, uh, Harvey Firestein, James Reborn. There's so many great people in these. Uh, a lot of these, a lot of those last ones like James Reborn, Harvey Firestein are people I didn't really know their names, but. Uh, they mm-hmm. show up in everything like uh, Harvey Firestein is in Mrs. Doubtfire. He's the one that like, makes the mask. He's got like that gravelly voice. He's the brother. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. love when he shows up and stuff. And then this one when he's like, uh, I got to call my my housekeeper, my lawyer. Well, forget about my lawyer. Yeah. He just fucking <laughs> cracks me up. I love that he's when he great. pops up every time. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about any of those people now or just as we go through it? Uh, yeah, we can just like go through it, I Sweet. suppose. So non-spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to, I was curious for your history with this movie. If you remember going okay. to see it in theaters as a kid or if you remember it coming out or what? So I remember uh, being at my friend's house over a summer and I uh, saw advertisements for this movie and my friend was excited for it. He's like, oh, this looks so cool. Did not even like uh, budge the needle for me. Oh, wow. Like I, I was not at all interested in this. Like Jurassic Park came out right. what, just a few years before this, and I was just full on into dinosaur mode. Uh, sci-fi, I, I still struggle with a right. little bit, um, like alien invasions and that type of stuff. Uh, so I was not at all interested in this. I did not see the movie Armageddon until like a decade after it came oh, out wow. or whatever. Okay. And I was just like, yeah, it was all right. Like. I kind of see why people like these movies, uh-huh. but uh, I don't know that they're for me. I, I'm not getting out of it what a lot of other people do. Yeah, right. Uh, that said, I will say that I like this movie the most mm-hmm. uh, since I watched it before. So I, I feel like I've seen this movie maybe twice. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah. 
Uh, it's your duty as an American to watch this every year on Independence Day. You haven't been doing that? That's in the oaths. Uh, when you're a baby? Oh, shit. Well, yeah, here comes the deportation <laughs> truck. <laughs> go hop in the back. It's just a trash bin. Dude, do not give them any reason, you know? <laughs> yeah. really just, this is a simple American duty. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, when it came mm-hmm. out for me, I remember like that summer like seeing ID4, which is how they marketed it and yeah. stuff, everywhere. And it was uh, very exciting for me for a couple reasons. It, it came out on my birthday, uh, depending on release dates for like how it actually released, like midnight or whatever. Uh, it came out like July 2nd or July 3rd. July 2nd is my birthday. So I was 11 mm-hmm. years old. I went to see this at the theater for my birthday with friends. So I have like a, a big memory of this movie. I remember like the, the standee in my local theater that was there like all summer and I was so pumped for it. Like in my head, it was like Jurassic Park. It was like Batman mm-hmm. 89 when mm-hmm. that, that like took over the, the whole summer or whatever. Right. This one was like a juggernaut. It just seemed to be everywhere. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I fell for it deep. But I, I, I also am a huge sci-fi fan and I love alien invasion stuff. So this one was right up my alley and uh, yeah, felt felt made for me. So I've seen this countless times uh you know i i i didn't rewatch this this time for the podcast with my wife only because we had already watched it two weeks ago (laughs) (laughs) we did it to like open up the summer sort of it was one of our Mm -hmm. our main summer movies and we're like yeah let's go ahead and throw it on it's like a weird weird comfort movie to me in a a sense yeah Uh, i i really just like to see the destruction of the world apparently just let let (laughs) it burn that was one of my notes is that I feel like this is more of a disaster movie, which typically don't uh, doing do anything for me. Gotcha. OK. So I think maybe that's kind of yeah, part of sure. where it is. I, I feel like in the, the more recent years, I've become more receptive to sci fi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But even still, I, I struggled a bit uh, rewatching this this movie. So uh, there you go. Gonna this, is, this is going to be an interesting conversation today. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. So uh, did you want to go ahead and get into spoiler talk? Or do you have anything yeah. else non-spoilery? All right, let's do no, it. Yeah, we can go ahead and get into it. Excellent. So um, number one, Bren is wrong. This movie is amazing. Uh, but that's not a spoiler alert. Everybody knew that. Boom. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I, I respect your opinion on this. If you're not into disaster films a lot, uh, this is... Probably the, one of the best of those ever, but if you're not super into mm-hmm. those, um, then yeah, it's like it doesn't scratch some sort of itch. But um, I, I was going to say, too, when, with Roland Emmerich's filmography, when when I don't like about his later films, it feels like partly there's there's a lot of eras for directors in the 80s or 90s that I liked, and then later on they didn't do as much. Like John Carpenter, even, like after like 2000, I don't really watch a lot of his stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. he was still out there making shit. It might be like worthwhile to look at it. Uh, Roland Emmerich, I found in particular, I don't like as time went on and they used more and more CG. One of my favorite parts about mm-hmm. this movie in particular is the practical effects. The uh, the min- yeah. miniature explosions are what thrill me. And they they look mm-hmm. so good still. So, yeah, I really yeah, dug that. Yeah. I was going to say with those miniatures, that blew my mind when I heard about how they made those buildings explode back in the day. It's crazy. Because I never really even considered, oh, you just make a, a smaller scale version of it. Right. Blow that up and it still looks good. But sometimes when you see that stuff, especially in old like Godzilla movies or whatever, the buildings look like just cardboard. They're flimsy <laughs> right. and everything. These buildings, uh, when they explode, they explode in so many pieces. It's crazy you know, they, looking. They, it actually looks like an actual building that was blown apart. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I, I do have to give the movie props. I, look, I'm not saying this is a bad movie by any means. Right. I'm just saying it didn't resonate for me that much. But there are certain things, yeah, like you said, about the uh, the the visual effects in this movie that uh, are 
interesting to look at. Like mm. the the alien designs. I'm still yeah, trying to figure out about that. how I feel about that. Okay, yeah, uh, let's talk about it. Um, the aliens themselves, like the exoskeleton and then like the inside. Yes. Okay, right on. Um, I remember when I was younger, before this movie came out, uh, I had the the alien within a larger alien exoskeleton like uh-huh. suit thing spoiled for me by the toy. Oh. And I looked it up <laughs> recently. I'm going to text you this photo yeah. and we'll, we'll post it to our social media. I found this, uh, this photo of the toy that actually has the smaller alien uh, next to the uh, the exosuit, oh. <laughs> and that, that's how I knew it's like oh, so it's just like they're they're writing in a, a thing. They're actually smaller aliens. Something that is somewhat similar to Men in Black, which comes out I think the following year. Oh and, yeah, uh, sort of right, right around there. Yeah, there, there's one of the aliens that is just like a, a, a tiny alien in like a human skull or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was the the toys were. Uh, kind of like Godzilla, it, it, it spoiled something from the movie. Uh, it wasn't like a major secret. They once you see the aliens, they do kind of get to that reveal somewhat early on. Right, but it's still, but, um, yeah, yeah, you want to keep that as much as possible. I want to point out too that in this toy, uh, it comes with a uh, computer disc. It says uh-huh. a mission like, disc number four, computer adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is amazing. Like the what uh, that dates it so much more. Like if that wasn't there. I don't know, like you'd see these toys and it'd be almost timeless. You just know what it was from, I guess. But that it's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, this was released like in the 90s. There's no mm-hmm. CD-ROM with us even. That's crazy. Like 96, there were CD-ROMs and stuff. But uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Wild, man. Not That's with these cool toys, toy. you know. Yeah. Way, way cheaper to manufacture, I guess. Right, I don't right. know. But yeah. That's wild. That was uh, interesting. But uh, like the, the overall design of the aliens I like, yeah. um, I don't know. It's, it's just... Uh, it, it it looks like somewhat. Uh, I, I feel like it rides this line of like I like the the heads of both the exo suit and the mm-hmm. actual aliens themselves, but like their their limbs or whatever they look weird to me. Right on. I, I love know. the the tentacles and stuff. It, it, they kind of mm-hmm. remind me of um, like Predator a little bit, like with the dreadlocks. Uh, but have a seat. They're way longer. <laughs> I just imagine is Chris Hansen is that his name? Chris Hansen. I just yeah. imagine him with dreadlocks. Have a seat. Like he has yeah. one of those Rastafari like hats on. You could buy at like touristy spots or whatever. Yeah. God. The the, uh, the aliens from this movie crash land on Earth. They they walk out of their ship holding a a six pack of fucking uh what are those drinks? Oh fuck. Oh red stripe. Is that what you're thinking? No the uh uh. Oh God! What are you this was really like crashed and burned <laughs> in and of itself. Much like the alien uh, ships like wine coolers, wine coolers, wine coolers that the uh, okay. the predators would show up with. Yeah, oh anyway. right! Oh, because they're predators and they're showing they're up for the teenagers yeah. with the wine coolers. Oh boy! Ah man, sometimes oh, you, you just have to workshop it. You got to get yeah. there. Um, so I uh, I like the alien designs in these. I've always thought yeah, it was okay. cool. I, it wasn't spoiled for me. So that helps, but uh, I love that that whole autopsy scene uh, when they crack that open. It's like a giant yeah. vagina, and they get inside there, and it's just so <laughs> weird looking. Wobbity wobbity wobbity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's like it looks cool. Like it, it's so like um, I don't know. I love the idea of the exoskeleton that they're, they're smaller inside, but they're essentially like us. Like they breathe air and stuff, and they, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're like you know susceptible to killing whatever like we are but they're in these suits like i like that idea for an alien culture and then Mm -hmm. um i I wanted to talk to you too about the ships uh i've always loved the massive scale that they are able to show with when the ships move in across the cities and you get to see that Mm -hmm. uh one of my favorite shots is that they do like a 
they're in space when it's like coming up to Earth and there's a satellite that goes past really fast and it's uh, across the screen and it's really close up at first and then it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and then it blows up against the ship and it's tiny and you're like, oh my God. Hmm. Like it's such an easy way to show a lot of like how massively big that ship is. Yeah. Uh, I find they're cool though. Like I like the idea of like it leans into like the Area 51 ship that they had found. Like that that has been around for a long time it, it has generally like their ships generally have like the saucer look so uh i'm a i'm a fan of that classic saucer like uh, saucer shape for aliens and stuff um mm-hmm. but they're way more detailed like a star wars sort of ship or uh close encounters or something like there's so many pieces to them and then their little ships though i love i like the look with that little nub on the top for some reason uh but it just looks cool and i, I like their uh, the technology it's like a greenish color when they like shoot lasers or like uh mm-hmm. the like uh force field that they have around their ships and everything so oh yeah uh, what do you think mm-hmm. about all of those are you a fan of the look of the ships and like their technology and stuff yeah uh yeah i think all of that stuff looks cool i like the interpretation of a flying saucer for this i love the way that it like pierces through the clouds you yeah, know yeah it's so cool again it is yeah and it's, it's, it's part just of marketing like, like you said, it's such a massive scale yeah. that whenever it hovers over a building before it like shoots a laser down, it dwarfs it, you know? Right, right. It's just cool, the 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 approach to it and, and the way that they uh, somehow know to attack all of these major cities. Like, do they have... How do they know? Like, how do they know where to go, I guess? Oh, uh, well, it was... MapQuest? Map, well, I was going to say it was early internet at best, dial mm-hmm. up aol cds maybe that's they were coming to get aol cds oh, okay yeah you know and they they logged on and found out um i don't know man i i uh i love the cities they go to because they go to some of the most populous cities in the in the country in the world mm-hmm. uh and blow those up but then later on they come to houston and houston is also one of the biggest cities in the country but uh that's the city uh where, that i live in and that's the city that gets blown up by the nuke Whenever they uh, they try oh, yeah. to shoot the nuke at them, I mm-hmm. I love that now that I live in Houston. It's uh it's like a little it's like oh we're on the we're in the movie, even though we all die, <laughs> which is pretty fun. But uh, yeah. we're all also really spread out, so it would be easier to kill a lot more people in New York at one time than it mm-hmm. would be in in Houston. You know we're we're way out in the suburbs and stuff here. So uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm down with that. I figure you can find you can find where the most ants are and where the ants in that scenario. So. You know, they'd yeah. find us. They'd find our anthills, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they just do a scan of the planet yeah. and see the the most densely populated areas or whatever. Yeah. Just a planet scan it. They got it. Planet scan. Uh huh. <laughs> Damn it, Janet! Planet scan it. <laughs> well, I have a bunch of notes. Uh, I'm gonna kind of jump around, especially uh, you know, if, if you don't. Some of them, it's like I, I have a bunch of lines, one liners that I like. I mentioned a few times here and there, but if you're not super into them like uh it'd be interesting like they're parts that my wife and i say to each other we love these movies uh we'll, we'll like you know quote them back to each other and stuff but um uh one of my first things with that is my wife's maiden name is whitmore so we've always mm-hmm. loved her family's always loved this movie because it's president whitmore bill pullman <laughs> wow yeah don't think about that it's amazing mm-hmm. they, they always it's james whitmore i think james or thomas j whitmore i think it's james but uh it, he just has like a good sounding name like they i always thought the the whitmore clan that i've married into are all fantastic people and i've always thought yeah any one of them could be president there's been mm-hmm. one already so uh in our family <laughs> yeah. yeah that's always been a big deal but uh let's talk about bill, Pul- bill pullman for a second uh i yeah. love him i love the idea of a young president 
who got in. He's mm-hmm. like a fighter pilot. And then uh, everybody kind of turns on him. And they're like, he's too young. But then he's the perfect president for this type of moment. But always a big fan of Bill Pullman. So, uh, yeah, I love to see him in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I heard them say something to the effect about uh, the public being concerned about his age. Yeah. And I was like, what? Do they think he's old? But then I was like, he, oh, yeah. OK, I get it. He's, yeah. he's a youngin. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, he still looks older than me, you know, and I'm, I'm 40. So what do I know? He was, he was probably 32 when he filmed this movie or something. Yeah, I know. I wonder. I wonder at that uh, time. But uh, but yeah, like I, I like Bill Pullman a lot. Um, I've only seen him in. I, I was trying to think when I was watching this movie back. I was like, I like him, but I couldn't tell you like what I primarily know him from. Mm. I just like as an actor. Yeah, I feel like I, I know him. I almost said Twister, but I was like, no, that's Bill Paxton. <laughs> I do get that mixed up a lot in my head when I think of it quickly. I, I definitely know they're different people, but uh, obviously the, mm-hmm. the Bill P's around yeah. the same era and the same kind mm-hmm. of actiony movies, you know, like, uh, yeah, they do definitely get mixed up there for sure. Yeah. But I, yeah, I did like him as a president. Uh, seemed like he was genuinely concerned about the well-being of uh, Americans mm-hmm. and, and the populace of the world. Must be nice, you know. Only in fiction <laughs> can one have that. But uh, there was a, a, a line in this movie where uh, Vivica A. Fox is talking to the first lady, mm. and she's like, "I voted for the other guy." So I'm like, "Wait, what kind of fucked up politics does yeah, right. President Whitmore have?" You know, I wonder. Like, what would what would cause her to do that or whatever? But maybe she has fucked up politics. I don't know. What I do know, Stephen, yes, is oh my god, Stephen, I had such a huge crush on Vivica A. Fox oh, when I was tell young. me about it. Let's talk about and it. So I was watching this movie. I was like, oh. Oh, man she's so pretty in this movie and then i see oh, she's a stripper dude, i was like oh my god that has the, I, I put that is memories for me all right right a lot of memories <laughs> i can't talk about okay a hundred percent i wore out that video yeah. i told amanda when we watched it the other week when she it shows her on stage it's like harry connick jr's like dude you're never gonna get into nasa if you marry a stripper and it immediately cuts to her stripping that little hmm. segment that does not show much at all I was right. like, I used to rewind that shit all the time. She was fucking mm-hmm. banging in this movie. Yeah. Oh my god. She's so phenomenal. Gorgeous. And then she becomes Holy a shit. fucking hero. I love her story. Uh, mm-hmm. She she ends up being this badass. Like she gets her kid and the dog out of the way and into that place, mm-hmm. which doesn't make any sense that they would survive that. But I love it. Uh, it's a really <laughs> yeah. you know great scene. And then like she finds that fucking huge truck and starts collecting people. Gets like the first lady and all that stuff. Like I love her storyline. Um, that's one of the reasons I like the sequel is because. I like these characters and I like this world building that they've done. Uh, have you mm-hmm. ever seen Resurgence, the sequel? Well, Steven, <laughs> after I watched this movie, I was like, I feel like I got to complete the set. Oh my God. So, yes, I watched Resurgence for the first and potentially only time. I imagine. It's not yeah. that great. Uh, Yikers. I, Holy shit. Okay, so. I was, sh- I was shocked <laughs> to see that it was the same director. Shocked see how to my core. He's gotten? Right, like it's oh totally my different God. now, right? I when I fired it up, I was like, "Wow, this movie is exactly two hours long." Mm. And I was like, well, "Last time they did this, Warner Brothers had a mandate that the Justice League movie could only be two hours long, and oh. it's exactly two hours long." So I have it in my brain where if it's exactly right. two hours, I'm like, "Something happened. Something's gone wrong here." And sure enough, <laughs> it, has, it has so many like. Weird little like uh, uh, weird little things in it where I'm mm. like, what does this feel like? The the whole movie felt off to me. Like anytime somebody that, yeah. says, 
says a line of dialogue, they just immediately cut to the next scene. They don't like give it a second to breathe. There's no like flow like they, to it. They do in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just feels clunky to me. It does feel like, uh, like you're saying, it's weird to see it's the same director. It almost feels like someone that's a big fan of the director, Roland Emmerich, who made a sequel mm-hmm. like like him. But instead, mm-hmm. it's actually that guy, which is a, a, a weird drop in quality for sure. But I think over time, like he's his movies have just dropped in quality. Like it's uh, they've definitely become more about the spectacle than the story. And I think I think the first Independence Day has a pretty great like story. Like there's a bunch of plot beats and character moments and stuff. And and mm-hmm. and their forward momentum, which is I was going to I was bringing that up because of Vivica A. Fox. I like that. Uh, we'll do some minor spoilers for the, the sequel resurgence, but she becomes a nurse. I like that she was like a stripper in this world. And this huge event happened. She became a hero because she needed to and then becomes like a nurse to help people. I love that. Um, I, I definitely think the sequel was hurt by the fact that Will Smith was not in it. And uh, I think I might have mentioned this off air or maybe on, a, on an episode, but I feel like post the Oscar slap, had they had released Resurgence after that, maybe they would have gotten Will Smith as like a comeback movie or something. Yeah. But mm-hmm. with him doing it before, like he probably made the right decision not to be in it. But it's it's weird. They basically, uh, you know, retcon something. They just make it like where he he died doing like the first test flight and like a, a human hybrid spaceship that they were building with the technologies mm-hmm. from both of them. But uh, I do love the world building they continue on with uh, in that movie. There's like a, a second alien race that comes to to fight them or to come mm-hmm. with them and, and to fight the the baddies in this movie. And I like the fact that there's like more alien races. I like um, some of those thoughts. I, I've read some of the books, too, that they've written about like bridging these two movies. And I'm just into that world building. I like I like the idea that they've come to, to Earth. 20 years later, they come back. We've used the technology to blend it with our own. We have, like, rockets on the moon and shit, so, like, lasers on the moon to, like, get rid of them. And then we find out there's a, another party involved, and then they kind of, like, leave it open at the end of that one that they could have... We could leave Earth and go fight them on their turf, which I know will never get made now because researchers did not do really well. It wasn't well-received, but uh, I would love that because starting with this movie where it's like so different 90s, we get attacked to ending up in a sequel where we go attack them is never where I thought it would go, but uh, I'm just into it. So uh, yeah, if you're not if you're not into this this lore, this these characters, uh, that second movie is not good. I totally recognize that, but uh, I have a soft spot for it. So uh, it's it's kind of fun for me. Well, I will say that uh, after watching Resurgence, the drop in quality to me reflected <laughs> back positively on the oh, first they- one. So I will say I do like ID4 Independence Day quite a bit more there you uh, go. than that, that one. Yeah. yeah. My God, so that's amazing. It's just like, uh, you know, I like to stunt watch things from time right. to time. And a, a lot of that stuff, I'm like, ah. You know, it could be fun to watch or whatever. I don't feel like Resurgence was fun to watch at all. It's not mm. like a, any type it's of thing where you get together with your get together with your friends and have fun watching it. It's not like it's kind of just uh, as the kids say, mid. It's very mid to me. Mm-hmm. I think that final action scene is kind of cool. You know? Yeah. Uh, look, audience, if you've never seen Resurgence, uh, Independence Day Resurgence, the uh, 20 year follow up to the first movie. Don't fucking bother. I'm going to spoil this thing. Like, there's a giant <laughs> alien that shows up. It's like, okay, that's kind of cool. But, like, I don't know. The the rest of the movie, I, I, I didn't really like most of the acting. I even thought yeah. Jeff Goldblum uh, kind of phoned it in on he this did, one. right, yeah. Kind of yeah, hammed it up. And, like, 
oh my god uh fucking liam hemsworth i don't know what was going on there i, he, I don't know why that character was a thing yeah. they should have just had uh the president's uh bill pullman's daughter in the movie and then will smith's stepson have right. them have a relationship uh just cut that other guy out liam yeah liam hemsworth he doesn't what's the point of that character what's the point of him he doesn't I just yeah, he doesn't do it for me. Yeah, he always feels no. a little off. He he always feels like the knockoff of his brother, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I just he kind of fits for the cheesy quality of that. Like that's kind of why mm-hmm. I like it. It's almost like a for me again. Like another movie didn't didn't score with you, but uh, like Charlie Hunnam and, and Pacific Rim. Like it's almost <laughs> like you need that cheesiness, or like it works for me for that cheesiness at least in that kind of mm-hmm. context. But uh, yeah, his character is not really great. Uh, his acting is not really great in that. But uh, I like the technology and stuff. I like that they've like rebuilt the world. Um, there's a yeah. female president in it, which is cool. And um, but yeah, that's they a little far fetched. That's, that's a little far fetched for uh, current day America. <laughs> yeah unfortunately uh, but yeah right right but um Mm -hmm. yeah i uh i still yeah i still have a soft spot for it but i totally recognize that that movie is is not meant for most people and uh and and it just doesn't feel as good like it doesn't look as good Mm -hmm. um the uh you mentioned jeff goldblum that's what i wanted to get to is uh jeff goldblum Mm -hmm. in this he's at the at the peak you know he had just like you said uh done jurassic park a few years before um, this mm-hmm. is like Joel, Jeff Goldblum mania, and I think he's great in this. He's not as good to me as Jurassic Park. I think that movie in general, like Spielberg, you know, knocked out of the uh, knocked out of the park. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had glasses. Do you think that's the problem with with Jurassic Park? Is they didn't let the dinosaurs play baseball? That's oh, you're right. You give them an activity to do. Right. Keep their minds busy. You know, let them focus on something. I just imagine giving them like a big bat, and they're like, "Oh." I finally have friends. I got. We can play ball. This is great. It's like the Sandlot. Also came just, out that same year. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You crossover. I'm just imagining a T Rex trying to hold a baseball bat oh, yeah. with his tiny ass little arms. You know, that'd be fucking cute. A, can you I'd imagine him to trying it. to pitch? Like, oh, oh god. god, I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. Oh, it'd be it'd be like a rookie of the year type scenario. Oh, I love like, that. how can this how can this kid from high school or middle school or whatever? pitch in the major leagues like how can this dinosaur with tiny ass arms oh pitch <laughs> he's gonna make it work the, yeah, yeah absolutely hell yeah the throw it across home plate which like it's a big ass dinosaur it's gonna be <laughs> yeah much shorter standing distance, over but, home plate. Yeah. that helps that helps he just drops the ball yeah. it rolls out of his hand uh-huh. uh but yeah you uh, still have daniel stern in there talking about hot ice <laughs> the whole time <laughs> now that's watch the one thing i remember <laughs> yeah uh but yeah i think uh i think overall goldblum is good in this i like his character yes. um i like that he's like as his dad calls him uh like a cable repair man but he's actually this really smart guy who like you know uh, organizes the satellites for this you know like big big company or whatever and and then yeah. can go outside of the white house and triangulate his wife's position in the in the white house which i think is i don't know it's just like a lot of cheesy like 90s you know sci-fi fun or whatever but uh, i like him Mm -hmm. but in particular i like him and his dad judd hirsch uh is wonderful so great in everything and i think he's wonderful in this uh when he's he's praying with everybody later on and the guy's like i'm not Mm -hmm. jewish and he's like we're not all perfect just those little (laughs) lines are so great and he really adds a lot to it yeah that was one of the things i wanted to mention is like the uh toward the end of the movie jeff goldblum hands him the um i don't know if if bible is the right term i I don't don't mean to like 
uh, purposely get it wrong. Right. But he hands him uh, that and a yarmulke uh, to his father, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of uh, part of how they they bond toward the end of the movie. And yeah, just like having one of the lead protagonists of the movie be a Jewish character, right? Uh, yeah, it's just uh, like I'm not Jewish, but I, I I don't even like religion. But it is nice <laughs> to see that everyone uh, has a chance to shine uh, yeah, yeah. from time to time, you know. So uh, I did like that part of it, and I think uh, Goldblum and Judge uh, Judd Hirsch, they look similar to me. I know they're it not totally related, works. but they look yeah yeah. yeah I, I buy them as father and son. You're right. You don't always see that in, in movies, like when uh, fucking. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, uh, like his two brothers on Home Improvement. Oh, right. They did not look at all alike, but yeah, it's yeah. just like, okay, fucking, I guess. The, sure. The mailman changed. So every, yeah. every, <laughs> yeah. every father was different. They came out different every time. Mm-hmm. Tim, yeah. Tim is in his garage the whole time, not paying attention to his wife and the power she needs, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> she needs more power in the loins. <laughs> Honey, I took your vibrator and I added a gas-powered engine. <laughs> <laughs> it gave her hip displays the first go-around. Yeah. Just knocked them loose. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I did love him, uh, Jeff Goldblum. I, I think he looks like a straight-up hunk in this movie. If he, mm-hmm. he looked hunky in Jurassic Park, he really, like, uh, got even more so right. in this movie. Uh, I like that he was a a scientist, but he was like still in on the action. Um, I guess similar to Jurassic Park. Well, he's really got a, a lane he, he works in, huh? <laughs> Maybe he was photoed this one in. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah, cool. you know. uh, but but it really works for me. Uh, him standing next to Will Smith, uh, I don't think it looks out of place at all. Uh, matter of fact, he's a little bit taller than Will Smith, which I thought mm. was a kind of cool um i thought will smith's performance in this is a bit more subdued than i remembered i like i i remembered him punching the alien and be like welcome to earth he doesn't want to say earth but like but we as a society have have agreed yeah yeah that's what it is um and he he does like yell at the alien and like kind of go back and kick it so he does get like a little bit for the most part yeah (laughs) yeah yeah for the most part he he does portray a soldier mostly stoically you yeah. know um i thought that was surprising because like yeah once he gets into men in black <clears throat> mode he really kind of kicks over oh, into right. into that type of character there are other performances like um pursuit of happiness which mm-hmm. i like a lot where he he's uh more dramatic but for the most part i feel like he has a go-to uh charismatic character that mm-hmm. leans more into comedy uh maybe like a 50 50 uh, ratio uh, with action, uh, whereas this movie is is he's mainly like an action guy who does a little bit of comedy, which yeah, I thought I was it, interesting. Yeah, it 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 fits him really well though because he does have that that charming quality, and he was like fucking mm-hmm. huge right here. I think this was like the real the one that like really blew him up, and uh, I'm sure mm-hmm. this was during his show as well, Fresh Prince. I think that was going on at this point or before this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I read that the kid that played his son, and I forgot about that. I knew he looked familiar. Uh, the kid that plays his stepson in this movie played Nikki, which is uh, the youngest. Like, he was also a character on Fresh oh, Prince. Oh, okay. I forgot that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I guess it was Will's, like, um, uh, younger cousin. Okay. So he was, like, the the, the littlest brother of 
uh, Carlton and oh, um, right. okay. and the rest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought Will Smith was, uh, was good in this. I, I still, mm-hmm. I don't know. Everybody has thoughts, I guess a little bit on the slap, but to me, I'm just like, it's between them uh, at this point. And, uh, I still mm-hmm. like him and, and think he's charismatic and great. And, uh, I, I like him in this role. I think he's, he's pretty great to be that, that stoic lead, but also have that, the comedy in there. Um, the lines that he does have, like just the little moments, his, his cadence of jokes and the, his style I've always loved. And then I like mm-hmm. him with Jeff Goldblum. Like you said, like when they're at the end together, they're kind of like an odd couple. Like they don't, yeah. they don't really know each other. They don't get like, he's like, Oh, you sure you can fly this thing? He's like, you sure you can do that bullshit you just talked about? Like mm-hmm. I like the sassiness that they have against each other. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then when they share like the, the cigars later and, and like crash land a lot of shit, like it's just, uh, the, they get that hero moment together at the end of the desert. It, it's cool. So mm-hmm. uh, I would never. Yeah, I, I don't know if they've worked together other than this, but in, in my mind, they are some of the, the, the some of the greatest action duos I, I know from this movie. Yeah, uh, it's always been like in my head with them. So yeah, really dig that both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we can all agree though that that the alien shouldn't have talked shit about Jada to Will Smith. He really should. He got that's why. right in the fucking face. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, Randy Quaid for a second. Randy Quaid uh-huh. <laughs> is in this movie. Uh, Randy Quaid is in the movie. Yep. <laughs> uh, great, great person uh, in real life. Obviously, everybody knows that. Obviously, uh, but in this era, man, I really loved him. I, I think he's great in this. I love the idea that he's been telling people he's been abducted by aliens and, and anal probed by them for years, and then he's like, "I finally get my comeuppance. Like I was being, I was right. You didn't believe mm-hmm. me, and they're back." Uh, I like to think that these were the actual aliens that that he was really abducted. I like to think that that really did happen. I don't know. He is like a drunk. Uh, when you first see him, he's yeah. flying over the wrong field to to like whatever I forgot what it's called. Crop dust. Yeah, uh, and so mm-hmm. he's doing that. But um, you know, he becomes the hero at the end, and it's uh, it's kind of a lovely story. And yeah, what are your thoughts on on Randy Quaid in this? Uh, I think he really fits the part. I feel like these type of 90s action movies, they always had a guy that was like wacky for right. for the just the sake of comedy. Like they, they put every joke into that type of character. And I felt like they split that between Randy Quaid's character and my man, Brent Spiner's character. Oh, yeah, Brent. Whom hey. I fucking in, he's like maybe the sole performance I enjoyed right. in the sequel. Yeah, he's great in there. Yeah, fairly consistent. He's, you, you see know, his butt? You see his butt. You know, yeah. He's one of the best Brents out there. You yeah, know? he really he, he's, is. He's potentially our leader. Uh, I'll have to get back to you on that. Okay. But uh, he, man, uh, I, I really enjoyed both of their performances. They they provide like almost a clinically psychotic amount of levity <laughs> to this movie. Yeah, where it it almost like if it was just a bit more. I don't think it would fit in the movie, but it's kind of like just the perfect amount. Uh, I do like that he. Y- you see his like kind of like mental suffering throughout the movie like he it's not like mental suffering in that he's he's uh in a a dramatic way Mm. you can just tell that he's like gone through something and he's like you said an alcoholic and that's how he medicates and and tries to get through things but eventually toward the end of the movie he gets sober uh for like maybe i don't know 20 minutes (laughs) or whatever he he says i picked the wrong day to quit drinking it's like dude you were shit-faced in the meeting before this they brought you coffee when they ask him about uh fighter pilots i love it he walks up with like a small bottle of jack and he's like i'm pilot 
I can fly. Yeah. That's one of our lines that we say all the time to randomly to each other. Amanda and I would just walk in a room and be like, I'm a pilot. And she'll respond, I can fly. But yeah, yeah. he's like literally yeah. drinking. And then it's like 20 minutes later, they give him coffee. He's like, keep him coming. Keep him coming. Yeah. yeah. But he is a good pilot. He did save the day right. for the most part. Right. So uh, I, I do like that. He His character, even though he's a side character in this movie, he did have like a, mm-hmm. uh, a 180 degree turn right uh in his the way his character was going yeah and, uh, yeah I, I thought that was cool with his kids like respecting him and stuff it's nice uh, at again the end. his his children did not look even a little bit like him. <laughs> their mom was better uh, yeah i do i can't remember her name the uh his daughter who was in also in mrs doubtfire yeah um, i had a huge crush on her from both of these movies both of those movies mm. uh, and at one point she's making out with andrew keegan is his name uh oh uh who is, is wait is he the rookie of the year Oh, is that no. a different guy? Different, he's in, um, uh, right after this, he was in uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, but he's also in Camp Nowhere, that movie, that camp movie I mentioned oh, recently. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. That's closer to this era where he's got that long hair and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, he was just like a whole like teen heartthrob, like JTT sort of person of that era. And he makes a brief yeah. cameo in this, uh, if you could even call it that. For me, it is. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I like uh, Randy Quaid is not my, my favorite uh, guy generally but in this movie mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite characters like you said he just adds a lot of yeah. levity to it it's really fun uh did you did you hear about or have you seen the alternate ending with him for this movie no oh you don't do you know no. about this at all no not at oh, all okay so you know in the movie he is flying uh like a new like f-16 or whatever and then his his bomb doesn't go off so he like flies it into the uh the under the undercarriage of that ship and blows it all up well there's mm-hmm. another version of this that they filmed and there are there are I, varying degrees of like how good it's ever finished uh, i've seen like mm-hmm. some like shitty youtube quality ones from like a dvd one back in the day but i think they've redone it eventually like for a blu-ray release but uh there's a scene where he because he's a drunk they don't let him fly and he doesn't oh. go up with them and instead nobody has any bombs at the end and he shows up at his crop duster red oh, plane yeah. at the end and flies that up into the ship have you seen that I don't know, because like in my brain, when I, when I was watching uh, the movie, I thought, oh, that's so weird. I thought he flew a crop duster up into the alien oh, ship. Oh, there you go. Maybe you've seen it so, bench, like at some point and forgot about it. I guess. Yeah. Or maybe I heard about it and like I just kind it's, of put that in my memory of watching it the first time. It's kind of well known for pop culture stuff. Like uh, if you know, but if you like look for any of this movie, that that's one of the the things that comes up a lot, I guess, because it's so yeah. funny. And I think for one, I, the effects weren't quite finished and they liked the other version, but they were like uh, basically like a crop duster is so slow compared to like a jet that they were like, yeah. it looks absurd. Like, there's no way he could be doing that. And so they, they cut it. But it's kind of fun. It, it almost is like it would add a little level of extra quirkiness to it that kind of fits. And uh, it's essentially the same thing. It's like he he's like, tell my kids I love them. And up yours, I think, is all in there. Like, uh, it's just in this different like different plane. So, yeah. I do love how he says in, in the parlance of my people (laughs) up yours and then like he's just continuing to fly for another 45 seconds like he really he wanted to make sure that that quote got in there and then he just like kept and i it's really far yeah imagine with the the crop duster it's like even slower they're like we're waiting yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh man uh i wanted to mention specifically we, we kind of talked about it already but uh i love 
I've always loved the idea of Area 51, and I love how they incorporate mm-hmm. it in this. When they, they joke about it, um, uh, Julius Levinson, uh, the dad, is is basically like, you've, you've had this information, you you had down aircraft. And they're like, no, we don't. And then that one guy's like, actually. Mm-hmm. And then they get to go there. I, I've always loved Area 51, so I love the idea that this looks like a normal base up top, barely anything nondescript. And then down below, it's this, you know, like super sleek, you know, bright white, uh, you know, lab down there. And they have all these, the freak show, you know, they have that, that all the different bodies down there. And then they have the, the ship and everything. So, uh, yeah, I just love that they included that for mm-hmm. me. Any, anything with area 51 is cool, but the way that they incorporated it in this type of movie. And then that's again, like the sequel I like because everything's been destroyed. Area 51 becomes like this new hub for alien research about like their technology and merging with ours. Yeah. And in the books, especially mm-hmm. they, they go into details about how like they built up an entire town that becomes like a huge fucking city in the middle of the desert all around it, just because of what it was in that moment. So again, I just like how it goes in the world uh, for the rest of the movies mm-hmm. and stuff too. I do like that. William uh, Fickner or Victor is yeah. in uh, the sequel. Oh, I like right. that. actor. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that guy. Yeah, he, he does a really good job on that, too. Um, I'm so used to seeing him in a villainous role that when he uh, becomes the president in that movie, I'm like, is he working for the aliens? Is he an alien? <laughs> Kept waiting for his face or his face to split open. You know? That'd be pretty amazing. Never yeah, did. like they got into our bodies. Yeah. Using us as our, yeah. as their exoskeletons. You never know. I mean, they do something similar in uh, Mars Attacks. There's a oh, yeah. <laughs> someone who looks like a, a human that's uh, really an alien. Um, yeah, so it's uh, about 20 minutes before uh, we see Will Smith uh, in the movie, which I thought was interesting uh-huh. from a uh, marketing standpoint, because I, I felt like this movie is where we got into um, like the beginning of July. Will Smith had a movie come out for like several years, and that was like will smith weekend Mm -hmm. for each year for a while you know yeah and uh yeah we don't see him for 20 minutes like as i was watching the movie i kind of forgot he was in the movie for a little bit until he shows up and i was like is that vivica fox i was like oh shit that's cool and you just stop talking about him i see yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) then i see him pop up i was like oh yeah shit i forgot he was like in this movie right yeah yeah it takes a while to get Mm -hmm. there and the first thing we basically see him do is wake up and pee which is a great mm-hmm. start to any any actor's career on on, on film. So uh, it's a good look <laughs> for him. Um, yeah. yeah, I like uh, I like their chemistry. I like that little kid too. Um, also, his name is Steve, and uh, Steve's of the world yeah. unite, and that's great. And he goes out to to leave for the base. He goes out and he has a classic red uh, like nineteen sixties Mustang, mm-hmm. which is amazing for me too. So uh, yeah, just all around good how guy. Do you, how do you feel about the character named Steve interacting with a person named Whitmore? You like that? I'm wow. You like that? Yeah, do say it again, Daddy. You like it? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> what do you like it when I do something with these tentacles? <laughs> these brinicles, if you will. Ooh, yeah. That's a good look. Gross. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, it has some emotional scenes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the first lady you know gets blown up and uh, her whatever her helicopter goes down and then but she's found again uh the fact that they don't save her surprised me always that they they yeah. let her die um and that's an emotional scene i like uh i like whatever the 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 daughter is with her and then she leaves the room and then like they're they're kind of doing their little jokes uh with president whitmore her husband like are mm-hmm. kind of joking like you're not okay and just the way that they interact with each other and then he goes out in the hallway and it's 
she says to me like is mommy coming back and he's just like no it's it, it's really sad did she go to sleep oh yeah uh, i think it's like what the the daughter asked oh, and i was like heartbreaking wait so did the daughter not get to say goodbye i was a little bit confused by that it's like, oh, okay, so she the the mom is dead now. Is that what I'm Did to understand? You, like, it took me a minute to, to yeah, piece that together. You probably you probably didn't hear the line. You needed subtitles on, but yeah, as she walks out, her mom goes, <laughs> "Smell you later," and that was. Did you not hear that? <laughs> she threw up the deuce. <laughs> said bye, bitch. <laughs> And that's her that's her last memory of her mom. Yeah, that's right. I did think it was funny that uh, Bill Pullman was like, they say you're going to make it. And then uh, she she got the joke. Like, right. you know, she knows she's going to die. But I thought it would have been funny if he like pretended to put a pillow over her face. <laughs> Man, what a twist. That's a deleted scene, maybe, you know, cutting yeah. on the floor like that. But uh, they just didn't want that movie to go on any longer. But. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that scene, uh, not only is it, um, you know, emotional and stuff, but I, I really like the way the music plays in that. This movie has a lot of really big, bombastic blows ups everywhere. And so it has mm-hmm. music to match that. Um, but it uh, it also has these like tender moments. And I've always really liked it. Um I remember my brother had gotten me into listening to movie scores and being really into that. And I remember this movie came out when I was like 11 and like the, the years after that was like when I was finally get like an allowance, I had a little more money. And I remember buying him the CD soundtrack to this and being like oh, so yeah. excited because I thought it was like the best movie in the world when I was 11 years old. And I thought the score was amazing. And then mm-hmm. I gave it to him. And then uh, years later, when I had more, more filmography behind me, I was more of a cinema knob and I was uh, cinema knob, ha, cinema snob. And uh, yeah. and I listened to a lot more scores. I realized it's it's not that great of a movie and it's not that great of a score. I just really liked it. And I brought it up to my brother and he was like, yeah, I never really listened to that. It's not my favorite. And uh, I'd always <laughs> been so proud. It was like the first thing I, I was able to buy him or whatever. And I was like, he's going to love it. But uh, I still yeah. really do. I like it. Um, I was trying to look it up real quick. It's uh, David Arnold does the music um he also did stargate and godzilla so um mm-hmm. i guess he was working with uh roland emmerich for a while there but uh i think it's good it has a lot of that classic 90s there's like a lot of uh, like brass horns and stuff and then there's uh, a lot of tender moments too so uh, i've always really dug that score i've been curious about this for a while maybe you can answer this for me so when i was growing up i would see uh motion picture soundtracks and then motion picture uh or music from the motion picture uh-huh. of whatever. And it was like the film score. Right. And I would always see like that one. I was like, who is this for? <laughs> I want, th- of course I want the mortal Kombat album right. that has all of the like, uh, techno bands on it or whatever. Sure. Not the, the score, like who's, who's going to listen to that. But then as I've like gotten older and talked to more and more film people, people love music yeah. from, or like the, the scores from, from various movies. Uh, what do you do with those? Like, what do you, Masturbate. like, how do you listen to the, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Asked and answered. Perfect. That's all I needed to know. How do I listen to them? Yeah. Like what, like what is the process of, mm, I do, love this question. This is such a fucking weird no, question. No, I love to, this question. This really to, works to verbalize. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, if it, I, I can imagine people listening to, you know, rock or hip hop or like even country, which I don't like, mm-hmm. uh, I can imagine someone like putting in earbuds and like listening to it while, you know doing activities around the house whatever the fuck just for fun but like i feel like for film scores it is such a specific thing to listen to Mm -hmm. like how do people listen to it like if i think about people listening to classical music it's they're in their 
uh, the their atrium reading <laughs> <laughs> reading a novel, you know. I can totally see that. I do listen to it yeah. like that, though. Like, I, I like movie scores more than classical music. I like some classical stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, um, I find them almost like uh, movie scores are more soothing to me. Or, like, I can put them on. Mm-hmm. The, they fade into the background. If like So if I'm studying or something, like, I can't listen to anything with lyrics. But I can listen right. to, like, classical music. Is like They recommend that sometimes for studying if you got to listen to something or, like, drown out the noise of people around you. Uh, to mm-hmm. me, that was always movie scores, so I def- definitely did that. Uh, what I got from my brother Danny at first was uh, he would fall asleep to them. So, like, we would have, like, a disc man. Oh. You know, we'd have a bunch yeah. of CDs. He had a ton of, of movie scores, so that's where I got a bunch of mine. And then I finally eventually bought some of my own. Um, I think, like, Forrest Gump was one of my favorites uh, early on. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, I love them because... They're soothing. Uh, I like the style, but it also helps me relive the movie a little bit. Like, I listen to them so much in the movie, and then I listen to those scores after the fact, like, on their own, that I can sometimes pick out scenes. Like, I could tell you, like, oh, this is when Forrest is running right here, or this is when Jenny was, like, being really emotional about her father, stepfather beating her. Like, those little mm-hmm. beats, like, they, it's almost like watching the movie again, but I, but it's only, like, oh. 40 minutes long, because that's as much as the score mm-hmm. is going to be or whatever and they, you know, reuse the motifs. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, like, when I go to sleep, I like that. And then uh, modern day, for the last 10 years or so, uh, I have a couple different playlists on Spotify that are movie score related. I have, like, a horror one, and I have, like, a general one, and they're just for writing. Mm-hmm. I like to put them on. Uh, again, it's kind of like a studying thing. It's like they fade in the background, but because I associate them with the movies they're from, they are inspiring to me. So, like, uh, one of my favorites to write to for sci-fi stuff especially is the uh, Contact score, which I think is James okay. Horner. And uh, it just, like, it's so inspiring just like that movie is to me. So it helps kind of when I'm writing my own stuff to uh, to kind of be a little kick in the in the back of my mind, you know, and be like, this could be scoring my film someday or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's a great question. And, uh, and it's been a passion of mine for, for many years that brought, brought on by my brother, Danny. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay. That makes sense to me. I wasn't sure if like people were just like throwing it on at like a tailgate party or whatever. Right. They're just like, Oh, you know, everybody just parties to, to yeah, like classical. Yeah. <laughs> you know, frying up some hot dogs, you know, cracking open a Miller light, <laughs> listening to some, light fugal horn from uh from whatever score right for uh, sure but yeah, yeah yeah just yeah having it be a uh contemplative uh right type of music uh, makes sense to me there you go yeah it's exactly that mm-hmm. and i don't yeah i never listen to them with any other people really it's all like a, a solo adventure which is why i mentioned masturbation but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah makes sense um can we talk about harry connick jr oh please let's movie? do it Oh my god, he was fucking great. Oh good, okay, cool. I feel, I feel like I enjoy him anytime he pops up in a movie. He's fun, like he's yeah. he's one of the main characters in The Iron Giant. Oh cool. I really okay. like his performance there. I thought he was great in this movie. He's so enthusiastic right. and exuberant in this. Uh, I love the line, "Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy." Yeah, yeah. That's so fucking fun. He has some good lines in it for sure. And he also does a I I called it a, a Brent style uh preacher like uh sermon that up there up in the air he's i don't remember all oh, the lines yeah. right now but yeah i like he's like eh, everybody bow your heads you know he like really <laughs> affects that southern accident it's it's great yeah man. yeah he's he's fun and uh one of my favorite like comedy bits was with him and will smith whenever he he drops the ring and he gets down on one knee and he's like this is a wedding ring and it's mm-hmm. that fuck it I, did you look at that thing amanda and i brought this up the other week uh it's like 
uh, a dolphin ring. Like it's like two dolphins <laughs> around like a, the tiniest diamond. Like it looks like something straight out of JCPenney. Sorry if anybody yeah. loves that ring, but it's uh, I re- remember those rings being about and I, I was like, oh, I didn't think this was for like an engagement ring. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. To any of our listeners that have a ring that looks like this, uh, <laughs> look, we, we both know that those are porpoises for your ring. Right. So totally different thing. Your ring is fine, yeah, but the one beautiful. in the movie, not you know so who great. You have that ring? It's Barb and Star. Barb and Star. They, oh, my one God. Be, one porpoise would be Barb and one would be Star. Uh, yeah. Wearing coolats. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Harry Connick Jr. Uh, also tragically dies in this. He has a, a goose scene like in uh, Top Gun. Yeah. And, uh, but that's, that's one of my favorite action scenes, too. They do, they're like the first wave of fighter pilots going towards it, and they get chased, and they, uh, he dies, uh, unfortunately. But Will Smith is like going, uh, zipping through the canyons, mm-hmm. much like Top Gun Maverick. And, uh, and I love the whole like crash sequence of how he actually captures the alien and all that shit, and like you said, punches yeah. him in the face. I... You know, I, it was in that exact scene where uh, Harry Connick Jr. dies, where I had the thought, man, I really like his performance in this. I wonder why I don't remember it more. And then about that time, he got, gets exploded. Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, that's the, there you go. Yeah. That's why he's not in this anymore. Yeah, but he's uh, uh, yeah. I don't know him from a ton of stuff. I do like him, though. I've liked a little bit of his music, but it's a little too old fashioned for me sometimes. Uh, but mm-hmm. I've, I've seen some clips randomly lately of him on uh, American Idol. He was on with uh, like J-Lo. And s- I don't know if one of the other people were still there, like the older hosts were still there. But uh, basically, Harry Connick Jr. is actually like a really, like really accomplished musician. And he knows his shit. And mm-hmm. he would like basically like rip apart singers on that show. And he would tell them why they were bad. Or, like they're off on time and all the stuff. And JLo kept getting like offended. She's like, this is that was fine. It was so great. And he's like, oh, you guys are amateurs. Like he was calling like out <laughs> huge musical, you know, professionals uh, about mm-hmm. not knowing their shit, essentially. And I, I, I loved yeah. his energy of just being like, this was fucking bullshit. Like, I don't know how long he lasted on that show as a judge. But it was fucking great to just to see someone be like, you're all wrong. This sounds terrible. This show's a bad idea. And uh, yeah. So, yeah, it made me like him even more. Damn. He's pretty great. Yeah, he really went hard there. Because yeah. he, he seems like such a like a, a, a um, nice guy, I guess. I was trying yeah. to like, find a different word, but I just ended He's on just nice guy. guy. Nice guy you is know. where I'm at this morning, Stephen. <laughs> so there's that. There's you're welcome, that. listener. <laughs> Uh, there's a, a scene toward the end of the movie where the president is uh, getting ready to uh, he, he's giving a speech to everyone that's right. that's left on Earth trying to rally the troops. The speech, and right. toward the end of his speech, he says, "Today we celebrate our Independence Day." Oh, it's yeah. like that's the name of the movie. <laughs> they did it. They worked it in there. That's for that's for like everywhere that's not America. Right. You know, that's for all the foreign territories. People need to know it's not just that's American the, holiday. The, yeah, that's why it's the name of the movie. I get I it. Get he it. said the line. Oh my god, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I do wonder. I didn't look up the like the box office for this. This does seem like a very American movie. I imagine it did well everywhere. But uh, like mm-hmm. most things that we make, is very America centric, and we're the heroes and all that shit. Like I was mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that speech, man. Uh, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. I love, mm-hmm. and also I believe was also clipped out and used around Tulsa in a radio station thing. Right? Oh, do you remember that? Oh, that's funny. I don't remember that. I, I thought you were going to say it's used at the beginning of Independence Day Resurgence, which it is. Oh, right. And as they were playing that, I was like, 
Uh-oh. <laughs> They're leaning into nostalgia a little bit too hard. Yeah, right. Here we go. Uh, go. Going back to um, Americans being the, the heroes of our own movies, there's a, uh, in Resurgence, there's a Chinese uh, female pilot. Oh, yeah. Who's like a, a huge, like, rock star of that world. And... Uh, not like a literal rock star, but just like a, a very popular right. pilot is what I was trying to get at. But uh, I thought she was one of the better actors. I don't even know if she, as an actress, speaks English. Right. But I did think she like smoked ninety percent of that uh, that cast yeah. in that movie. But and they, it's yeah. funny because uh, after like twenty years between the films or whatever, uh, China became like this big presence in Hollywood movies where they like mm-hmm. had to put Chinese people in them to be able to show the movies there. And and there was yeah. that was part of a resurgence of that happening uh, just mm-hmm. to kind of shoehorn them in. Like in Iron Man three, there's like a the uh, like doctor that operates in Tony's like a Chinese guy and uh, mm-hmm. they just did that like literally to be able to show Iron Man 3 there like it's kind of silly but uh, like you said though I, I like to look past that and uh, she is great in that and there's like a mm-hmm. funny uh, like love interest in that with her uh, that guy is not that great but uh, I kind of like their their little chemistry sometimes but um, yeah she's mm-hmm. like a badass and uh, that the whole cast I think is way more diverse uh, generally in that movie um I guess there's like a lot of different people of color in here and there's like you said Jewish people and stuff but it feels mm-hmm. like they leaned into that better in a, in a good way for more modern movie but uh yeah yeah it felt more global which global. makes sense because uh you know we at the beginning of resurgence they talk about how uh, they've basically attained like world peace or whatever, and they've they've uh, taken the alien technology and helped integrate it into their everyday lives. Right. And they've got these railway systems of these rebuilt cities and whatnot. And it does look cool. That would never fucking happen because like <laughs> we would get that technology, keep it for ourselves, destroy other weapons. countries with it. It would just yeah, be that's weapons. all it would be. Yeah, mm-hmm. they wouldn't use it. For Man, how cool. can we make these bullets lasers? <laughs> What if we uh, add lasers to our bullets? We get best of both worlds. Oh, my God. And then we put a knife point on the end of the laser. I like this. America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that's, I, I like to think, yeah, we would do some nice things with it. That's why I like how that they expand the world and the mm-hmm. technology and stuff in the sequels but uh it is a little um a little far-fetched what I, what I do like about the sequel especially though is and the books go into this a little bit more is there mm-hmm. are like ground fighting uh, tactics as well it wasn't just like big ships blowing shit up there's like one that crashes in africa and they've been like fighting it with like literally for 10 years they've been like fighting them with sticks and like <laughs> knives and yeah. shit and i love the idea like that that alone could have been a cool sequel to me like if this would have been if that sequel would have been better and people would have responded better to these sequels like i just really like the whole world building and to think that we could have had like essentially like a slasher film with like these people, you know, soldiers in Africa fighting them on the ground. Mm -hmm. Like that sounds pretty badass to me. Uh, but I like how that, how they kind of shape things, um, throughout that they do go just too over the top. It's like they, they took everything in independence day and they're like, let's just do more, which is the wrong sequel idea. Like uh, doing the same thing, but more is so stupid, you know? As, as I was watching the movie, I was like, wow, whoever directed this movie really took all the wrong lessons from the first movie. Then I saw Roland Emmerich's name on it. I was like, holy shit. He took the wrong lessons from his own movie. Wow. Yeah. I was astonished. Yeah. Could not believe it. Yeah, it's it pretty crazy. It. Uh, the drop mm-hmm. in quality for sure. But uh, for this movie, you know, yeah. I was, was going to say, I was surprised that 
neither of these movies are streaming on uh, like Hulu oh, or yeah. even Disney Plus here in the States. Right, yeah. I, I'm not uh, clearly I don't know where they're streaming elsewhere in the world, but I would imagine these at least the first movie is popular enough that you would want to have that on your home streaming platform yeah, that seems like a like a destination type movie i know disney plus has kind of followed uh hbo max slash max's slash warner brother discovery's lead and mm. has started taking some of the right. uh lesser watched content off of its platform but i feel like uh, id4 independence day is a, a slam dunk to have on there yeah but what do i know i'm just a consumer with money <laughs> Yeah. I wonder, because uh, it was like a Fox movie, I wonder if there was like some rights issues from getting it back over. But uh, also, I found whenever we watch a lot of things that are um, topical for whatever date, like there's like a like Independence mm-hmm. Day coming up, actually, in real life, in July 4th, uh, I have found that they will take stuff off of streaming services around those times. Like, there's a lot of mm-hmm. Christmas stuff that'll be available all year round, and then starting in like October or November, it just goes, it disappears from every streaming service. And it's like, they want mm-hmm. everybody to rent it or buy it instead. Yeah. Uh, I found that multiple times through movies we've done on the show before. And uh, so maybe they're doing that. Like maybe it was on a month ago mm-hmm. and then they took it off because they want people to buy it or something. Yeah. Disney did that when they re-released avatar in theaters oh, okay. uh, last year, yeah. they took the first avatar off and then they put it back before, uh, I think maybe after the beginning of this year. Right. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I guess it's just a, a good way to uh, get some ticket sales. You Bleed know? people dry, baby. That's the name of the Hell game. Yeah, America again. Fuck yeah. <laughs> We've really got it all sorted out, you know. Uh, did you have any other notes for this? I think I'm actually tapped out on this one. Uh, just that it was kind of strange to see the cigar chomping. Oh, like yeah. with modern eyes, you know, like back in the day in Marvel Comics, they would show a character like a hero character is kind of a badass with a heart of gold type of character mm-hmm. with when they're like chomping a cigar, playing poker like Wolverine and right. Ben Grimm, a.k.a. the thing would do that in, in Marvel Comics. But eventually uh, they they did away with that because it's like, oh, yeah, smoking is, is right. bad <laughs> for you. You should not do that. They still show like drinking and stuff, but like. I, I feel like smoke is, is, is kind of a, a thing that's easily um, is something that you can easily cut out of a, uh, yeah. a character's um, uh, activities without it really diminishing their like badass uh, yeah. appeal or whatever. But in this movie, I thought like, OK, you got to like spot them the cigar you know yeah, they, yeah. they did save fun the they, planet yeah okay all right <laughs> it's like all a right. callback you know it's uh it's kind of yeah. nice that will smith has it as a like he's like when he doesn't have him at first and then uh mm-hmm. the fact that uh, uh jed hirsch has him in his pocket or whatever and he's like oh man almost ruined the whole fucking thing like yeah it's like I, I love the idea of that like he really needed them or whatever and uh yeah it's a cool like thing thing for them to bond over i guess how did jed hirsch have the cigars oh he smoked was he handed them Okay, yeah. but then like toward the end of the movie, he busts Jeff Goldblum's balls about smoking a cigar. A little that bit. was earlier because he bus he busted his dad's balls about smoking. Maybe when they were playing uh, chess okay. in the very beginning, he might have been smoking. That's what it did. Okay, and then he he yeah. busts his balls about that, and he's like, "I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die," or whatever. And then later mm-hmm. on, yeah, uh, Jeff Goldblum is like, you know, I always thought these things would kill me, but I'm about to die in a fucking spaceship. So uh, mm-hmm. we we didn't know what was gonna happen two days ago. You know, changed up, whatever. Um, yeah, it would have been funny in the. Scene of Jeff Goldblum had lung cancer. 
not funny haha but like after all that time you know ironic yeah ironic funny yeah good. he's got one of those oxygen tanks he <laughs> yeah. wears a mask over his face and is dragging that around with him the whole time right. um it, it, speaking of jeff goldblum whenever they're escaping the uh the main like mothership or whatever they're flying through that tiny little opening oh to, yeah uh, to exit uh, he says, must go faster. I'm like, oh, it's a callback to Jurassic Park. <laughs> that's fun. You're like, I like that I like one. It. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I didn't even notice it. That's funny. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So they have the tiny aliens within a larger alien from Men in Black, right. which comes out the following year. Uh, so a call forward mm-hmm. to that, and then they call back to Jurassic Park. So honestly, what more do you need? Uh, I don't need from much the, yeah. from this movie. That's why I, yeah. that's why I like it. It's good. Yeah. It's yeah. good for me. Well, uh, yeah. Do you, so you're thinking you're going to watch this every Independence Day from now on? I guess legally speaking, to uh, keep my residency <laughs> here in the, the great state of America, I suppose I'll have to do that. Right. But uh, yeah, like it was it was fun. I definitely see why people like it. I feel like, like I said, I liked it more uh, than the first time I saw yeah. it. Uh, so maybe as I as I uh, reacclimate every year f- uh, on out for the rest of my life, right. I will uh, grow to enjoy this movie more. And especially after watching Resurgence, uh, this movie is a goddamn <laughs> masterpiece compared <laughs> compared to that. I love that that but helps so, this movie be better for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like okay. Now I can see what they got right in the, right. the first movie. That makes way more sense to me. You know? So funny, man. Well, yeah, uh, yeah I, I really like this movie. Obviously, uh, it was like a big one for me growing up, and specifically around my birthday. So I've, I've always been a big fan. But, sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally understand too. Like it not hitting for for certain people, and especially if you're not into like these uh, these types of like disaster movies and stuff. But for me, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's one of the, the top tier of those, if you like that stuff. So, um, yeah, definitely wonder, uh, glad we did it, though. I wonder if people from other countries like this movie the way Americans like yeah. this movie, you know? Or is it just, like, way too uh, American for other places? I mean, it did... Uh, I The box office, it was made for $75 million. It made $817 million. I don't know the breakdown of that, like I said, for, like, international, but... Um, yeah, I wonder if like it just feels like it wouldn't be as big of a deal for, for anybody outside mm-hmm. of this country. Uh, but again, we're the only ones that matter. So, <laughs> wow, that's a huge profit that yeah. it made. I didn't realize it did that Crazy, well, right? Uh, and it seems like the the budget that's like kind of a semi modest budget for. It sounds kind of wild, right? On screen, kind of, yeah, kind of wow. low. That is really impressive. Yeah, uh, I was looking on here real quick for the box office. It was the highest grossing film of 1996, beating Twister and Mission Impossible. Woo, what a good year for movies! Damn. So both uh, Paxton and Pullman. In the box office, yeah, right, 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 ninety-six, yeah. and then okay. and then Cruz, who I always get mixed mm-hmm. up with the bills, of course, uh, of course, yeah, right there with them. But uh, yeah, I wonder. It doesn't seem uh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. It grossed. Uh, I think the the issue is you 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 packs for a cruise <laughs> so you can pull your pud, and that's why that's why it gets confused. <laughs> Well played, sir. Well played. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm looking here. So uh, it grossed $306 million in the United States and Canada, and it made $511 million in other territories. So it definitely made more okay. around the world, and it made a ton of money mm-hmm. overall. But, uh, you know, I don't know. A, a significant portion of that was just here. So uh, it makes yeah. sense. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it def- definitely did well everywhere. So that's crazy. Damn. It was uh it says it combined worldwide total was eight hundred and seventeen million, surpassed the Lion King, and was second to uh only to the worldwide earnings of Jurassic Park as the highest of all time. So this was uh 
second at its moment after Jurassic Park. So, wow, yeah, it, was, uh, it was a juggernaut, Gold man. Bloom. It was everywhere that 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 whole summer. I'm telling you, yeah. 1996, Damn. baby. Goldblum Ooh. standing on top of like all of all it, the, you know? a pile of fucking cash, Twice. right? Yeah, just wild, man. Yeah, good for him too. Mm. Yeah, I've always liked him showing up and stuff. Um, even even in Resurgence, he's he's okay for me. You know, he plays jazz. I no. discovered his, uh, he's got a couple of jazz albums oh, crazy. that I that listened to, uh, last summer when I had COVID, uh-huh. I was in our guest bedroom. I was like, I just want something pleasant to listen to. So I threw on both of his jazz <laughs> albums and they were very pleasant to listen to. So kind of like going back to our, our film score conversation, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you just want to just chill. You want something to listen to, but not anything too excited. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's very nice. So check out those albums. Like one of them has this nice blue album cover, and he's got a blue jacket to go along with it. Looks great, classy fella. So you're saying this movie starred Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff Goldblum? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna recover for that one. Wow. As you were talking about it, I was like, wait, my mind was like, it's working. Formulate I it. saw something on your face. I couldn't quite piece it together. Love it. Dude. This is why we're a good partnership, Fantastic. Steven. This, this, this that was it. the moment. People reference back to episode 310. This is this is this is when the show this got is good. The moment. This Ooh, is it. Man. Well, uh, it was a blast talking about this with you today. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. We have anything planned for next week. We'll definitely, uh, you know, let people know if we mm. find a, a different movie to watch. But for right now, we're going to yeah, keep open. your keep your peepers peeled to our social media yeah. and uh, we'll announce anything there. Yeah, sounds great. So mm-hmm. uh, as usual, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, other ways are in the show notes. You can rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is always appreciated. And please tell your friends so more people can find us. Please. Excellent. Please. Please. <laughs> Well, this is a blast, man. uh, Before you go out, speaking of this is a blast, before you go out and pop fireworks, listener, and lose some fingers, go ahead and and rate us uh, five stars on your app of choice, your podcast app of choice. Tell your friends about us. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Have a safe and happy Independence Day. You know, eat yourself some hot dogs. I will say hamburgers, but Steven's not going to co-sign that. Maybe maybe explode some hamburgers, but then eat the pieces. He doesn't like hamburgers. I don't like waste. You got to meet us halfway here, listener. I just imagine you, help you us standing out. around my hamburger like firework bomb, and you're like just mm-hmm. mouth open, ready, ready to receive whatever bird <laughs> yeah. gets your way. It'd be like uh, I would have one of those vacuums that has a hose from the bag leading to my mouth, just vacuuming it up mm. into my tummy. Yeah, it's your favorite, man. Uh, well, that's, it is good. That's lovely. Yeah. So uh, come back next week for whatever it is. And thank you all for sticking around mm-hmm. and listening to us. It's always uh, a good time having you here. So thank you for that. And until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Record. Oh, Boom. Right. Pow. Pop. Firecracker noise. Oh, wow. Explosion. <laughs> oh, no. The cat's on fire again. <laughs> it's just an Oklahoma 4th right there.
That's just what we do, you know? <laughs> if your pussy ain't smoking, are you doing the fourth right, you know? <laughs> That's just a saying we have around here. Around it's these just parts. something we say. It's yeah. just something we say. My grandmother uh, says that. No big deal. Uh, there's a, uh, was it a, a creek uh, called Polecat Creek here in oh, Oklahoma? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I remember hearing about it when I was younger, and I was like, what kind of cat is a polecat? And my mom said, oh, it's an- another term for a skunk. I was like, well, why don't they just call it a skunk? Huh. And she was like, I don't know. It's Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the so term polecat. I never really knew what it was. Yeah. Uh, at least that's what I was told when I was very young. I, I'm very, yeah, I'm very intrigued now. Mm-hmm. Oh, this look. Oh, this is like a different, a common name for a, a, for a species of moustelid. You know, moustelids. It almost looks like mm-hmm. a ferret to me. Oh, it is a. It is a ferret. So that's what a polecat is? I don't know. I feel like I feel like this is one of those. We learn something new every day. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, but I kind of love it. Uh, Polecat-ferret hybrid. It was uh, pulled up, so maybe that's what that is. Uh, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a weasel-like mammal. Oh, North American. Another term for skunk. Oh, okay. There Thank you God. go. Thank God. Wow, that really could have gone a different way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we corrected that for the record. Very important. Mm-hmm very important to have yeah, that it's good to know it's good to know but yeah what was yeah. your point about pull cats well it's just uh, we were talking about cats and mm. uh, you know people pronounce like some of the older generation here in the great state of oklahoma pronounce the word creek as crick right and Never it, instead that. of like pole cat crick it could just be skunk <laughs> creek you know <laughs> it's like a spinoff from dawson's creek <laughs> if you go further down the tributary then right. you come to Oklahoma. It's just like a Bigfoot with a fishing line on his big toe. Oh, catching, yeah. <laughs> just trying to catch minnows. <laughs> it's like you could probably, you know, reach for a, a larger fish. He's like, nah, I, like, I prefer minnows. I prefer the taste of minnows. He likes them like, like on pizza and all mm-hmm. kinds of things. It's kind of interesting, Bigfoot, you know? Oklahoma yeah. Bigfoot, at least. That's what a lot of people don't understand. It's mm-hmm. like Bigfoot, sure, it's like a, uh, a wild cryptid here in the, in the south u.s but you know very particular about its food and what it likes to eat you know <laughs> and very it looks picky. for minnows <laughs> it looks for minnows uh, sometimes it will catch a, a trout or a uh-huh. crappie and it's just like ew yucky no yeah puts it back puts it back yeah mm-hmm. uh i i also I, you would think they'd be into uh you know a lot of berries and stuff but i hear no he's all about he's all about the the meat it, it doesn't like berries mm-hmm. per se doesn't like the fruit, but it loves oops all berries, Captain Crunch, oh, which yeah. is like, how do you guys, how do you even buy it, you know? But they have their ways, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of Walmarts around. I figure, yeah. you know, uh, there's a lot of weird people at Walmart. You kind of just blend in at a certain point. You wear some glasses, you know, who would know mm-hmm. it's Bigfoot, really? It's just, oh, that's just, that's just Harry Mary, you know? <laughs> Harry Mary, yeah. She comes in all the time. <laughs> yeah. No big deal, you know? Mm hmm. Have you seen her husband, Harry Larry? It's like, <laughs> he's quite actually, a pair. Uh, he's actually got alopecia. No hair at all. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's an infliction he's, he's dealing with. Yeah. His, his first name is Harry. His last name is Larry, actually. That's, if that's not, if people don't understand how that works. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I said infliction, but it's an uh, affliction. Affliction. Oh, he has his One infliction. Yeah. Yeah. He the wears- infliction was wrong about the affliction versus the infliction. <laughs> What t-shirts does he wear? Uh, extra medium. 
extra oh, medium t-shirts extra medium wow that's yeah. a good build but they're uh e-fliction shirts <laughs> because they had to get the <laughs> had to get the uh the the mexican knockoff brand right uh yeah e-fliction you know what he's worried about though eviction because uh, housing well, prices have just gone up everywhere, including and Oklahoma. that's the thing. Like with de- deforestation, right? Uh, the 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 skunk apes, uh, uh-huh. aka Bigfoots, the Yetis, uh, they're they're getting like driven out of their land. So right. like naturally, they need to buy homes. But you yeah. know, with inflation, you know, it is just wild. They've been looking into tiny homes, but uh, even for people, mm-hmm. if you've seen, like, they have to crouch down to make their beds upstairs in this loft that's, like, three feet tall. Big Bigfoots have big feet. They're very tall. You yeah. can't just go in a tiny house, you know? So there's, there needs to be better solutions for big feet. What do you call yeah. them? Skunk people? <laughs> skunk Americans, Stephen. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, skunk apes. You've skunk never apes. heard that term? No, is that also a term? That's also a term, yeah. For Bigfoot? Bigfoot, Big Sasquatch, Skunk Ape. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I'm learning something new. I, it's funny because I've I've grown up calling them uh, uh, polecat, uh, polecat apes. Oh, okay. You know. See, this is the difference. Exactly. Yeah. You, you grew up in the big city. You know, right, I grew up right. in, in a, a, a podunk town. It's just like, you know, we got to come together on these terms. Right, for sure. Yeah. It's like Man. speaking different languages. Yeah, it kind of is. Uh mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you, you get a Bigfoot in your life and you just want more, but mm-hmm. then they disappear. Because I find that whenever I've ever come across a Bigfoot, like you turn around and they're gone. Like they're big, but they, they're fast. Yeah. Well, they have big ass feet. They can really propel themselves they can forward. Really, yeah, they can go. They can't swim, though. I found. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Yeah. All that fur really like holds the mm-hmm. water. It's like mm-hmm. a sponge. Yeah. They get out. It's like a ShamWow. <laughs> yeah. They they they're really good friends. If you spill a soda, though, that's why you don't hear about uh, Vince from ShamWow anymore. Is he got taken out? <laughs> he got the, eaten. the Sasquatch people were like, "No, this is this offensive is to us and our culture." <laughs> the the Sasquatch mob got him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. The Sas mob going going after that motherfucker. Oh my god! Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he they planted a, a bunch of crack cocaine uh, on his person <laughs> and in his lungs, <laughs> and. Uh, he went to prison for a while, you know. He, he did some hard time. One of them just walked up and blew it in his face. He didn't have any choice but to breathe it in. Right, exactly. It was entrapment. Wow. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> hold on, hold on just a second. <laughs> yep, right on cue. <laughs> okay, all right. Time just stamped out. <laughs> well, so far I'm having a good time. So we got to just get back <laughs> into that. That okay. swing of things. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. how to get back to the Sasquatch conversation. Sasquatch conversation. Except to say Sasquatch. Sasquatch. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, it seem it like there. that could be a like rugged men's type of uh, watch or something? Sasquatch? A Sasquatch. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> like a Saskatoon watch? Uh-huh. Some of our buddies make it up there? Wow. Absolutely, yeah. Handmade? Yeah. <laughs> by Saskatoon artisans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sasquatch. <laughs> the uh, the watch band is lined with the stinkiest fur available oh, to yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Try our new musky line of watches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These watches have no minute or hour hand because when you're out in the wilderness, time, time is frozen. <laughs> Never ends. 
Wow, I didn't know that. I'm not outside mm-hmm. very often. That's crazy. Yeah, that's. Well, I mean, it's so hot <laughs> down here, you know. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, for up there though, mm-hmm. you, you know, and they make those. The inside of the band is so soft because they make it with the finest Sasquatch testicles. <laughs> Super <laughs> yeah. soft. Uh huh. They're not a big fan of being hunted for their for their testicle skin, but that, it's worth it is? for us, right? You know? Exactly. But it's worth it, you know. Yeah. Unless you've got that squatch scrotum on your wrist. Are you even doing life right, you know? Squatch scrotum. Coming to you for the makers of tape patch. (laughs) Hi, sharks. So is that squatch scrotum? Squatch scrotum, I believe, is the uh, the zinc word. It's definitely got to be, right? All right. And fantastic. Squatch scrotum. Boy, that's a toughie. (laughs) It is. Squatch scrotum to sink on three. One, two, three. Squatch Squatch scrotum. scrotum. I know. I just had to blank out and just go for it. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I did not think about it. Like sometimes when I I think about the sink words, I try to picture it in my head as if I'm trying to read it, which is always a mistake. I can't read well. (laughs) Why do I try to do it? I just have to like feel it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. Fantastic.